All right. So anyway, back to Yippee Bob's. <laughs> back to clam wallets. Back to what is it? What kind of mittens were they? Squishy mittens? Squish mitten. I think those are seasonal items. Or your ham wallet. There's a ham <laughs> wallet, too. What's the difference between a ham wallet and a clam wallet? <laughs> they smell and taste like bacon. Does the cl- I got a question. One Does has a texture like Arby's Roof B. Does the clam wallet have a pearl in it? It's a little... There's like a little piece of sand in there you've got to aggravate, and it will turn into a pearl. After a few years? After a few years. What about a ham wallet? Is there like a... A ham bone? Mm-mm. These are good mm. questions. These are good questions, sir. Yeah. This episode of the... Okay, guys, let's get Brought to you by... Guys Note. And Victor Wrench. And Plastic Object. This program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm coming in dry. It's show 478. It is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. Interesting. Um, so here's the deal. This week sucks. It just straight up sucks. Everything fucking sucks about this week. Just going to tell you straight up. Uh, Matt's under the weather. He's been having to deal with some issues, uh, through the whole weekend. And then my world completely got rocked, uh, on Monday and my schedule's gotten all jacked up. I'm working nights. It's hot. Everybody's angry. Um, It's just a terrible, terrible, terrible week. And I had this whole bit planned out of coming in here today and doing a solo show of where I was a fake character and just started ranting and raving and screaming about bullshit. Made up bullshit, mostly. But, you know, in an Alex Jones kind of way. But I don't feel like doing that because it's hot and I'm tired. And I've got a lot of stuff going on. um, A lot of personal stuff that's... Uh, that's hitting me hard this week. So, I'm going to cop out. We're all going to cop out. We're going to do the big cop out thing. But it's a good cop out. At least a good cop out that I think it's I think I think it's really worth it. Um we're going to replay an old episode. And this episode is uh episode 111? No, 110. Way, 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 way back when um, uh, the amazing industrial band KMFDM rolled through town. And I'm trying to look up the date. And they did a show over at what was Gas Monkey Live, the big, beautiful Gas Monkey Live building. And... Um, we went over there. We were invited to go over there by uh, the main man, Sasha. KMFDM. He invited us to come out, hang out with them, see the show, do an interview. Um, this was uh, Monday, July 27th, 2015 is when this was. <laughs> oh, crazy, crazy, crazy times. So, yeah, we went out there. We hung out with them, uh, did a cool interview, uh, had some fun. This is when Matt uh, did the uh, ask Sasha the shocking question: Are hamburgers better in Hamburg, Germany, than they are here, or some shit like that? Anyway, it's in the interview. It was a silly good time. The guys were great. Um, this podcast, this episode is kind of crazy because it shows up everywhere on KMFDM forums and like the KMFDM Reddit. And there's a video version where we sat down with them, and it's on YouTube. Uh, our buddy Matt Thomas 
um, ran some cameras while we were interviewing them. And it was a good night. Um, there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on in this episode. So uh, here it is uh, for you guys to enjoy from the archives. Um, KMFDM, July 27th, 2015. And it actually starts with me doing another one of these little freaking, I don't know, uh, pre-show uh, rants about what happened. So listen to a uh, younger voice, Dustin, and enjoy it. We should be back at full strength next week. It'll be either Monday or Wednesday because on Tuesday night I have a uh, concert to shoot. So, uh, yeah, be looking for us either Monday or Wednesday night of next week, live, back here in the temple, having fun. And until then, later. Hey guys, I just want to let you know how this uh, special episode of the Jerry Jonestown Massacre is laid out um, before it gets started. Uh, first up, what you're going to hear is an interview with Sasha and Jules, and about 10 minutes into it, their tour manager and some of the road guys come up and tell them that they need to do a sound check. So, they have to take a break and do a sound check, and while they're doing sound check, Matt, uh, RoboTuner, and I kind of clown around, have some fun during their sound check, just kind of BS and talk. Then, after their sound check, um, Sasha comes back and joins us and finishes up the interview. Then we hang out with them, and there's not really much audio there. We weren't really recording. We are just kind of palling around, hanging out. And then uh, we watch the show. There's not really any audio from that, but we did record on our way home. So you get to hear us driving home, our thoughts and opinions of the show and the day, and then we'll close out with a song, and then there's a little bookmark at the end. So, anyway, hope you enjoy the show, and uh, hey, Becky, why don't you do some of those plugs? This episode of the Jerry Jonestown Massacre is brought to you by Amazon, Stamps.com, Seize Candies, Rouge Designs, and Plastic Object. This program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised.
So, um, this is uh, the Jerry Jonestown Massacre, episode 110. We are broadcasting live this Sunday at, not at our usual temple, Temple of I. We are at Gas Monkey Bar and Grill in Dallas. And we have some uh, special guests with us. But first, happy Sunday, Matt. Oh, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday uh, to KMFDM. What we want to do is uh, we'll do it from uh, radio right to left. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell everyone what you do so they can get used to your voices. Right to left. Right is there. Links and links. Right and links. That's right. If we spin around, it's a completely different direction. You've, so. told, you've, you've, just, you've, you've totally thrown us off there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, well, I'm just going to say who I am. I'm called Jules, uh, and I play guitar for KMFM. There you do. And I'm Sasha, and I do some shouting. Just here and there? Yeah. Just some shouting? Just shouting, like, stuff. So y'all are here in Dallas. Um, what is this, your sixth or seventh night on the uh, Salvation Tour? Probably oh. the seventh. <clears throat> seventh? Has yeah. it all ran together yet? Is it getting blurry? Well, let's see. We've done Seattle, Vancouver, Portland, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Phoenix. No, and here we seven. are in Dallas. Yeah. Have y'all, uh, y'all spent the night last night in El Paso? <laughs> yeah. Well, we spent the night on the tour bus. We oh, spent, on the bus. We spent a day in El Paso. Yeah, we had a, we had a day Roasting off. and eating roast chicken. And uh, riding go-karts yeah. at Bobo's fun house place thing. How awesome is that? <laughs> we go there. Pretty much we've had a day off there. The last three times we've, we've toured, we just happened to end up Actually, in we El make Paso. sure we have a day off in El Paso. <laughs> much, I, I was wondering if that was a staple of the tour, yeah. just making yeah. sure you get to hang out in El Paso. Well, for, for, for various reasons. Um, some enjoy the go-kart riding and so forth. You've got, you're doing what? Um, I had it written down somewhere. 20... 29 shows in 34 days. About that, yeah. That's a whirlwind. That's actually a, a pretty light schedule for us. We've got more days off on this tour than we've ever had. Really? Yeah. Yep. We, we usually like roll straight through. That's we, insane. We've, d- we've done like 44 shows in 43 days one time, I believe. So you had two shows in one day? Yeah, matinee and regular. No, six <laughs> shows in one day and then four days off to recover. <laughs> <laughs> you would need that much. Good gosh. <laughs> However you want to look at it, yeah. And um, why do you keep moving the notes around? He's, keep, he's, keeping, you? he's keeping you on your toes, you know. Are you? Okay. Um, I, was, I was looking through your Facebook feed the other day, the KMFDM Facebook feed, and just kind of browsing around. I've been a fan since um, Sucks. Sucks. Yep. And money. Those were the first two. Uh, the single and the records I've got. Yeah. And then we rolled into Angst and then Nile. And um, I've been a fan ever since way back when. And um, there for a while, Sasha, you were based here in the U.S. What's uh, that? You were based in the U.S.? I was, yeah. I lived here for nearly 20 years. In uh, nearly Seattle? Nearly 20 years, yeah. And, um, Chicago, New York, Seattle. You recently moved back. Uh, to Germany, and then you posted the other day on Facebook that this tour might be your last U.S. tour. Yeah, it's just you know the amount of red, red tape kind of increases every time. This time, we got uh, sort of uh, we were told that the IRS is sending out letters to pretty much every promoter 
that we're, you know, having shows booked with, uh, asking them to withhold 30% of our fucking money, uh, which is complete bullshit because KMFDM Incorporated is a U.S. corporation since 1991, uh, consecutive corporate and individual tax returns with my name on it filed every friggin' year. And why the hell should we be regarded as non-resident aliens all of a sudden? You know, it doesn't matter where I live. Um, I'm a U.S. taxpayer, and I'm a U.S. employer, and I have an employment federal identification number. I have everything it takes, you know, and it fucking pisses me off. That is quite ridiculous. And uh, the shit I have to go through every couple of years to get a friggin' work visa, you know, it's just like they treat you like criminals when all you do is pay your taxes and employ U.S. people. So do you have, you have dual citizenship? Or no, just, no, you no. Can, okay, I'm, I'm so you have to get the visas. Yeah. Okay. And then, Jules, when you come over, because you're from England. I am, but I live in Seattle. Oh, you do? And, uh, yeah. And I, so I, you don't I, have I, to worry about <clears throat> No, I don't have to worry about any of this. I mean, the, the stress for touring for me is a totally different situation. I, I do a, a lot of the pre-roll musically, and Sasha has to deal with all the red tape and paperwork and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have any of those worries. I've got, I've got I'm a green card, green card holder, so... But yeah. it sucks to, to sort of see your body put in so much work, and then it's like, oh, my God, this could screw everything. But I think we've got it figured out. It's not like the good old days of being a garage band and piling a van and just going city to city and seeing what happens. No, I mean, the, the logistics are like, you know, I've been working on this tour since November last year. And um, <clears throat> that's, you know, talking to my agent on a almost daily basis, you know, what do you got, what, what can we do, how can this be timed, you know, uh, is this doable, getting the bus lined up, everything. Then, you know, the, the closer it gets to the actual day, you buy plane tickets for people to fly from Europe to the U.S., from Florida to Seattle, blah, blah, blah. You get your crew together, and then the last minute they throw you a fucking wrench, like, hey, we're going to take, we're going to keep 30% of your cash flow, you know, I get it back. I get it back next year in, in June or July, whatever. But how am I going to, f- like, uh, you know, fill the hole in my pockets right now when everybody goes, like, I need money for bus fuel. I need money for, you know, to send home. I need money to buy a new pair of uh, drumsticks, whatever. You know, it kind of sucks. So I guess what I mean is it won't be the end of KMFDM touring, but I may just, well, just not undertake these humongous efforts to get it to a rolling I'm going to have someone else do it and that is if they think it's profitable right so is there <laughs> this much red tape in Europe when you What's tour that? is there this much red tape in Europe none whatsoever on tour you can just no. is it pretty much free willing go yeah. wherever you want to do there's, and there's no borders you know just do what you want just do what you want do, do you think this has to do with uh, the US becoming more of a police state style society that we're getting to it's, They're just starting to lock down on everything. I mean, on one hand, the IRS is, you know, understaffed. On the other hand, they have, an, have enough personnel to set up a new di- division where they monitor supposedly foreign entertainers, athletes, whatever, and, and take their money. So it's, it's all fucked up. I mean, you know, don't even make me talk about <laughs> actual immigration. Like, you oh, know, come you, on, let's go. Let's you fly <laughs> nicely, you know, you sit in a plane, you fly for 10 hours, everything's cool. And then you're being kind of herded like cattle yep. just after, you know, to after about two hours of waiting to speak to some pig-faced asshole. 
goes like, and what do you want? And what do you think you want in this country? You know, it's like, fuck, man. Don't get me started. Though. <laughs> I'm being a hog here. Since oh. we're sharing a microphone, I'm going to let you take a little bit. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I guess real quick, I wanted to touch on your writing process and just the amount that has changed in the last 31 years. Uh, are you still writing on tab? Uh, like, are you writing on tablets and laptops now? Or are you writing on you know pieces of paper like you did back in the day? Or how's no, it no, affected you? Nothing has changed. You know, you need mm-hmm. to have an idea for something like a, a song starter mm-hmm. kind of idea, and then regardless of what you have at hand, you just sort of fix the idea somehow, right. sketch it, and um, send it around. Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth, like uh, sending emails and, and stuff. And, and, you know, sort of initial yeah. ideas and yeah. like you'll get such say, hey, come up with a guitar riff to this bass line and this drum beat and then I do that and send it back yeah. and then I hear it three months later and I'm like, oh, <laughs> what's that on my plate? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> <What> Delete. <laughs> what's your go-to device for starting writing? Like, what do you, when you're coming up with a concept or an idea, what do you grab? Pornhub. Pornhub? <laughs> right there for Me too. Me too. <laughs> Uh, I, well, I, I'm a guitarist, so it's always the guitar, guitar. And, and maybe some drum programming to, to like, go along with that. And then. Sasha, what about you? Like, today you have you know, iPhones and iPads and everything at your disposal that have all sorts of emulators on them. Well, I don't use them to, to fix ideas. I use them to communicate and shit. Hold on one second. Say <laughs> Lucia? Excuse me. Yeah. One second. All right. In fact, we, I mean, we might have to cut this short and maybe revisit after sound checks. We're running, we're running over right now. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, man. We can do that after soundtrack. Okay, cool. Y'all need to bolt now? Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll press pause. We can press stop right now. All right, so um, the guys had to step away for their sound check. Yep. So we're going to do a mid-interview review of the interview so far. The review of the interview that's in halftime, right? We're in halftime. Or would you say halftime or first quarter? We went about 10 minutes. Yeah, it was about, with them. I think it's about a little over eight minutes whenever I press stop on the GoPros. I, it said 10 minutes on the. So, what, how do you think so far? It's getting a fat F right now. I think so. I think uh, you pissed them off immediately. I probably did. With the U.S. government. Well, I just. I want hard hitting questions. So it can't always be dick and fart jokes. Well, I think you should have left his mom out of it. Uh, Why did he say something about his mother? Oh. Should I say who I am? Who, who let this guy in Robo Tuner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working the cameras for the interview, the GoPros. Yes, Red Pants joined us You today know what's awesome about this interview, though, is we will probably never be in this part of the Gas Monkey Live venue ever again. Yeah, we will. This, oh, this, this section really isn't roped off, is it? Oh, and they give the uh, podcast of the, the podcast Lifetime Achievement Award. We might get to sit here. Oh, we'll get to hang out up here. Yeah, for those... And uh, just so I can kind of describe where we are right now, we're at the the left part of the venue right here, and it kind of looks like the Black Lodge from Twin Peaks with a bunch of taxidermy mounted on the wall. There are a bunch of good mounts in here. Yeah, we're, that, we're that looks like right. the magic mirror from Snow White on the wall by the bar, the mini bar. Yeah, we're stage right. There's all these, what do you call these rugs, like authentic rugs? Yeah, the, some the, nice the pa- Persian rugs. rugs. Yeah, this goat right here Persian. is staring right at us. And there's an... There's a ram or hey, Ibex right behind guys, us. Guys, in the year of the goat. Yep. So what's going on is KMFDM is about to do a sound check. We got interrupted, and in, in, uh, which, you know, happens. 
they're going to go do their sound check, and hopefully, hopefully they'll come back. They'll come back. If it was me, if it was me, I'd bounce. Stubbs is making me double question my entire interview <laughs> skills that we've done so far. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, I like my head because now I'm like, what the I didn't hell? know that you were following my notes, and I kept looking at them and then moving them for me. And I, you're, I didn't know you were looking at them too. So my phone screwed up and it wouldn't open. Dustin's like, God damn it, stop moving the notes. Well, mid interview. Well, their their tour manager came over here to get their attention, and they gave him like a two minute signal. Yeah, which they're all yeah. on stage right now. So hopefully after yeah. the sound check, so they'll come like, back. It's not like anything bad. Yeah, it was cool that that uh, their guitarist Jules joined him too because yeah. I know you guys are just expecting to talk to Sasha. Well, we, we were he actually, brought that on. Yeah, and Sasha said we could have anybody in the band we wanted. In the email chain that I've got here, would you like to read the email chain from? You Dr. know what's Bottom? funny? Yeah, That'll be yeah a good just audio. a little bit. <laughs> Please, continue I'll let you on. read it when we're off. <laughs> I think it's funny that the tour managers run the soundboard for soundcheck. That's I've never seen that done. What if it's someone I guess you if really trust? Yeah, I guess if you're cutting corners and want to yeah. save money. And that's the best route to go. It'd be like if uh, Red Pants here was our tour manager and also ran our GoPros. Well, he kind of is. Yeah. And if I was on tour with the Confounded, I don't know how I'd be able to manage that. Well, could that'll you, be edited out because we're not going to promote your band. <laughs> no, could you? What about Iowa's One Seaton? Uh, or we don't want to promote that band. Or a family gonna, that rapes together. All this is going to be edited out. <laughs> that band Fine. has already been banned. Banned. Yes. Yeah. Band name. Tipper Gore came over to Matt's house and said, you cannot use that band name. <laughs> the family that rapes together? The I think we should ask Sasha if that's a good name. PMRC. <laughs> no. There's a local tool tribute God. band named Band, B-A-N-N-E-D. I the know main, the bassist. The thing is, we've got to get to the... There's two things that I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Number one is the liner. Oh, we've got to get the liner from Sasha. The other thing is, I have, I'm not leaving here until I ask him about Dirt, if he's a fan of Dirt. If he comes back I'll, out again. We yeah. need to do that, yeah. Um, and if he's ever been to the German Hill Country. No, just dirt. <laughs> um. I want to ask him if he likes Volkswagens, too. For all I know, they could have been giving me dirty looks oh, because they're like this creep with the camera. What's you are kind of creepy there. I also want to ask him if they have good hamburgers in Hamburg. Well, it's not <laughs> like those damn GoPros have auto-zoom and I can stand like back there by the They don't. Hole. And that's I know. the point. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Did you get any shots of the stage while you were... Shooting? Not video, no. I also want to know if they that? have hamburger pizza in Hamburg. That's an <laughs> option in, at the Domino's in Hamburg. Are the bratwursts actually more brattier? The bratwursts? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if they stopped at uh, the check on the way in from... <laughs> yeah, the check stop just to say Wrong hi to their country. buddies. Oh. <laughs> Can I ask him if he's a fan of Oasis? <laughs> oh, that may bring out Jay-Z. Yeah. Noel Gallagher came through a couple months ago. Josh got his picture taken with him. Oh, I saw that. So it's funny because all the media that's here is just looking at us and jealous because They're mad. Sasha came right over to us and sat down and everybody's like, like, hey, boys, what's going on? Yeah. So like WFAA Channel 8 News, they're pissed. <laughs> they're here? Why would they be covering that? All the all WNBC on. is pissed. The local rags. Yeah. You recognize anybody from the Observer here, Dustin? A couple. Adam Curry looks fired up. Like, he wants to punch us in the face. <laughs> Since you listen to, started listening to Noah, so you've Kurt gotten Loder. on a uh, Adam Curry game. <laughs> Every time I talk about podcasts. You know that Adam Curry dude's pretty cool. I like his show. You know, I used to like it when he read me the top ten every yeah. week. I, I always ask. <laughs> top ten video countdown. Well. <laughs> 
It's funny because I did that to Belvedere yesterday. I was like, so I don't even hardly listen to the podcast. He's like, I don't either. I was like, but I like Adam Curry. And he just looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> All right, we got a sound check going on. We got a drum being played. Yeah. On the D drum kit. D drum kit. So, did you hear the news that the like the Fantasy Ranch, as well as this place, about, about the, it? the liquor thing? No. Well, apparently the Fantasy gas Ranch monkey, is closed. That's what I thought. But this news story that came out this week about the gas monkey, I think they're talking about the, the bar, not the music venue. Okay. They also mentioned Fantasy Ranch. And that gave me tired head because I was like, didn't we play at the Fantasy Ranch when it and it's changed its name to the ranch and it's like a decrepit meth looking stage? Like they didn't even have a stage. The Fantasy Ranch used to be one of the best strip clubs in DFW. Yeah. It was the they had the A teams for sure. Yeah, John Madden used to go there, or yeah. was that the Legends? And there were like you would go in there any night, and there'd be like two hundred and fifty chicks, naked yeah. everywhere, and they were all high and quality, it was huge, and they were all A. Yeah, yeah, it was all A team. Well, anyway, yeah. The, so Fantasy Ranch is back in the news, and that in, and apparently it's in Ulysses or something like that. Like, <gasps> oh yeah, always, I know, uh, I know the, where it is. I know what I know. One of the DJs there, so it's back. It's, I don't know. <laughs> It's also a um, swinger club after hours. Nuh-uh. And we have some close people that have been going there. Uh-huh. I don't know. I haven't heard about that from the so city I know it, that works there. Is it not a strip club anymore then? No, it is It is still a strip club. It's a bar with an okay, occasional stripping. That's what he Do describes remember, it as during the week. You remember that place? It was up. It was in the backside of Hearst. It's behind a cement mincing, mixing plant. Back up this dirt road, and there's this no, giant building. I was not yeah, involved. All, all uh, those CD clubs that you and Jennifer got into and stuff in the '90s and the early aughts. Jennifer never got into it. it was I, I wasn't involved in any of that, so I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, it's just a little bit south of Highway 10. Yeah, we. Found yeah, it I know that one of the guys up DJs there. We need to go check this out. Okay. I, yeah, let's do a show there. That but sounds great. We um, we found it one night cruising around in Mosher Valley. And because we used to always go back up there and do the back roads and back mm. trails and stuff, and like all of a sudden there's this neon sign that says strip club behind this cement mi- mixing plant. We're like, what the hell? So we drive back up there, and sure enough, back up in the woods, it was something straight out of True Detective. And your, it's, your, your whole life pre Jerry Jonestown Massacre was pretty seedy and very True Detective. Pre Jerry Jonestown Massacre, you were a part of like 10 of those years. Yeah, but I, all I did, I was just the entertainment. <laughs> you actually had some motives and stuff going. No, I didn't. And you don't? You know what? Did you ever hear that Mosier Valley was a bunch of, like, there was devil worshippers and stuff back there by the dump? We went back there one time, and there was a giant bonfire and people, people running were around dancing it. dancing around stuff. it? Yeah. I heard that. That people did that. Yeah. And it, what it turned out to be was it wasn't saint worshippers. It was just people out there partying, having yeah, fun, yeah. and drinking. Yeah. That's what I figured. But yeah. everybody's like, those are saint worshippers back up in there. And they're like, no, it's just people having bonfires and partying. Remember, do you know Riverside at 360 when everybody used to go four-wheel driving over there? The same thing would happen over there. There would be, like, fires, and people would just be drunk, dancing around it and stuff. And it would be like... Oh, those are devil worshippers right there. Or they're clan members. Yeah. Um, now, I did. One time, I did hang out in the woods at Green Oaks and, like, Division, like, way over in Arlington. With clan members? They were, they, yeah, they were passing out business cards that was the white workers union and stuff, and they were burning crosses. And I was like, you know what? Me and Johnson yeah, really? were hanging out. They were like, you know what? This probably isn't a good place for us to hang out anymore. Don't try to backtrack. You said, you know what? This place is pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I wanted to take Sasha out there and say, hey, let's talk about the neo-Nazi movement in Germany these oh my days. God. And no. how it's... <laughs> All right. So that's the drums. If you can't tell, Those they're drums. the drums. There's a chick on the drums. Their drummer's a guy. You did me. Hey. All right, Thomas. Yeah. I'll give you $50 right now. We will go to the ATM right now if you just go up, like, get up on the stage. No, no, no. That goddamn Tom sounds like shit. Don't uh, do it, Thomas. ATMs no. don't deposit 50s. Or, yeah, spit out 50s. They spit out 20s. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll give you 60 60 bucks for you to go up there right now and I say, doubt you even have that much in your checking account right now. It'll bounce. <laughs> It'll bounce. support's higher than mine is. It's not a check. Wow, why'd you just get brutal here? You think, <laughs> Thomas just got brutal. You think that my... I'm going to bring child support into this. <laughs> wait, wait. So, Dustin, when I put my card in an ATM, do you think it just spits it out and says, this is going to bounce? Like you get a, a statement that says, this is going to bounce, this is going to bounce. Warning. <laughs> or does it just spit your card back up shredded? Yeah. Do they do those in machines? Where your card yeah. just comes out shredded, yeah. like, oh. or it gives you a receipt and it says we're all motherfuckers and we're fucking with the shit. Oh, and the and the and the, and the display <laughs> on the ATM just says, "Fuck you." <laughs> That's a flight of the Concords reference. And, so, oh, and, oh no, no, no. <laughs> it says, "It says fuck you, you fucking loser. Pay your child support." And and little ASCII <laughs> characters across the screen. Yeah, and I just it's guys that have it's a, it's a picture of a guy with a gun to his head. Yeah, and here's and I'm at the ATM. I just. You slump over <laughs> and walk away. You immediately step away from the ATM. You turn around yeah. and you sit down beside it and you scribble out a sign that says, "Kill me, please help." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You should you should remember that for your feature length motion picture. Yeah, there'll be a scene definitely. I like. How about okay? No, you don't go up there and say that the Tom, this Tom sucks or anything like that. Go up there and just start going nine, 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 nine. Hey, I got a question. Nine. It didn't occur to me till just now. We're sitting on these leather couches. What do you think has happened on these couches? Yeah, probably, I, not, probably I, not much. If they bought them new, no, not as much. This place has been open for like three months now. A little longer. Yeah. Have you gone into the? Bathroom you know how much yet? semen could be on here? In there? Yeah. Yeah. Did you immediately think cocaine, 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 cocaine? You can just smell it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I bet this place doesn't spare any expense on the cleaning stuff. When you walked in and I was rubbing my finger on the top of the upper deck of the toilet and just rubbing it on my gums, that's what it was. <laughs> I was like, I like the feeling. Snorting cocaine <laughs> on a, toilet, a public toilet. Tasting. Hey, don't knock tasting. it until you try it. Was it, what is it weren't you the one that said that? Or was it you, what? Dustin? That I did a, blow, a, yes. a rail of blow off a of upper yeah, deck? Yeah, someone was fucking around saying that. No, I sure did. Off of what? Uh, at the, at you a public that, toilet. You know that Ricochet's? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the dark period of, of stubs, of course. But Six months ago. <laughs> there was a time where me and a female went to the bathroom. Oh, back that was there four months ago, and did a rail off the upper deck of the toilet at at uh, Ricochet's. <laughs> was that the same time that you fucked her on the AC unit that was broken? Okay, <laughs> you've got me confused with the seediness of Dustin. Just because in I his nineties, just and because I know where things are located in the DFW area, it doesn't mean I'm seedy. <laughs> Pull up a map and have all the little fucking just of, of where <laughs> Jennifer and Dustin had sessions and like seances and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had these weird uh, pyramids made out of like tree, like tree branches and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they tied up a girl to an oak tree mm-hmm. out in the middle of a field and killed little her. Stick figures. <laughs> oh, God. 
like the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> Painted weird figures on her. I like this guy that's running the uh, lights or sound over here. Just look over here, like what the fuck is going on over here? <laughs> the guys running the board keep looking at us, going, "What are y'all talking about?" Like, I have a feeling that the only reason that we have not been kicked out is because of Sasha. Like, everybody here is like, "Let's." What are these losers doing over here? Actually, nobody's looking at us, like caring about anybody that looks here. over here. I just duck down behind the wall. Yeah, because I'm afraid they're gonna kick us out. So yeah, I'm when Dale Hanson was looking over here a while ago, I was like, "I'm out." I was ducking. He was giving. He was browbeating us hard. He's definitely jealous that we got the KMFDM. As interview. he was plugging Clarice Tinsley. <laughs> I think Bobby Wagons here too. <laughs> what do you mean, like a a like plugging, as in like a promo for a news report that she had coming up with Gloria Campos or something? Or he plug- was putting his yippee bob in her clam wallet. I don't know what that means. Number one, what's a yippee bob? <laughs> <laughs> Number two, what's a clam wallet? <laughs> and do you want to call the new band Clam Wallet? It's a, <laughs> it's a wallet that's shaped like a clam. I think you could get out of tourist stops of like places on the coast, like South Padre Island, and <laughs> you could get it in tourist shops, yeah, like and Myr- Myrtle shops? Beach. Yeah, nine times out of ten, if you're wearing a seashell necklace, you also have a clam wallet. <laughs> so you, wait, wait. So you, can you get clam wallets at the souvenir department at Walmart or something, or did, like have they gone mainstream yet, or is <laughs> it still kind of? Maybe if it's in a coastal city, it will. At the yeah. coastal Walmart? Yeah. I'm going to ask next time about the clam wallet section. <laughs> or a squish mitten. Next time. In fact, I'm, I might be taking a trip down to uh, the Gulf pretty soon with Brit. And the, and the first thing I'm going to do is go to a souvenir shop and ask if they have clam wallets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So sound check's getting a little bit more serious now. So yeah. we're going to find issues. They keep having issues during sound check, so yeah, that's why it's sound check. I think we're being ground out, guys. I don't know. We can fight through this, I bet. I think this concert's going to be loud. We can fight through. Too. They're still seeing if the drummer can hear over the samples. So you're listening to live, continuous JJTM coverage of the KMFDM sound check. Yeah. Hey man, you're. I need to tell him to turn it down because we're talking about clam wallets over here, guys. We're trying to do a podcast. I don't know if that's a. We're trying to do a segment about clam wallets, fish wrinkles. Hey, if the if the noise really bothers you guys this bad, we can always take it into the unisex restroom over there. <laughs> oh yeah, we're doing a podcast in a unisex bathroom. Everybody would really look at us then. Well, let's take a break here. They're getting pretty loud and. I can't hear the clam wallet talk anymore. This is one of my favorite songs off Nile. Mine too. Is this off their new album? This off Nile. Uh. Who talks clam wallets on a Sunday? Uh oh. Here we go. We're getting ready. We're going to roll? All right. And there's Sasha. It's going to get loud. Right Sasha just pulled out the megaphone for those right. uh, waiting at home. He just got the megaphone going. But he's going to place it over here. It's like, yeah, those, those three fucks out over there. Get the fuck out. <laughs> those three. What would be out. funny if, if somehow we were getting input into their sound, like their their wireless system, and they're just hearing us talk about 
clown. That would that's suck. why that's why that dude with the mohawk keeps looking over here because we're probably uh, interfering with their their wireless system, <laughs> and they're just sitting there getting beat down with clam wallet talk. <laughs> clam wallet, <laughs> and they talk. can't figure it out. They're like twisting the knobs, going, "What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Who are these guys? And what is what the fuck is a clam wallet?" You know what the title of this show is going to be? Clam Wallet. <laughs> Clam Wallets with KMFTM. <laughs> the CD Clam Wallets. Insignificant. <laughs> Clam Wallet with a K. <laughs> Clam oh, here Wallet. We go. I have pictures. So, does that intimidate you at all? Because I think it does me a little bit. It intimidates you? Hearing her sound check, yeah. yeah. Why? Why? You've heard a thousand sound checks. Why would that? What makes you nervous about her sound checking? Well, because, no, 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 not her sound checking, but just her voice. No, it's like seriously intimidating me. Like, that's a chick that could, like, seriously throw down with somebody. Oh, she's staring over here. I think we better put the microphones down because we are actually making her nervous. Like, she's asking Sasha, what are we doing? So. All right, man. We'll hey, let him sound check in peace. What do you think uh, of my proposal yesterday? Of us doing a one sporting event for Fox Sports Southwest. I think that's a great idea. You do? Now, Dale Hansen over there, I don't think he's into it. I think we're about to get our ears blown off. Yeah, and she doesn't look comfortable with us talking to a mic and having headphones on, so I think we should cut it right, off now. Let's sit them down. Okay. We'll be back. <laughs> So, uh, sound check wrapped up. Back check, here with check, Sasha. Check. Sounds good, too. Sounds Still good going on, apparently. <laughs> check, 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 check. 
Check, 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 check. Before you were pulled away, we were talking about um, gear. Like when you're riding, when you're coming up with new stuff, do you have something you go to just straight away to start pounding away on? What do you mean, like? Um, like you know, there's so many. There's you've got um, the iPhone. Hello, check. The yes. iPhone. One two. One two. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, Josh. We're trying to conduct an interview here. Do you need this? <laughs> Life in the KMFDM camp. Mega, mega, megaphone. Megaphone. <laughs> this is live, right? Yep. Oh, no, we're not no, going no, out no, anywhere. No. We're just recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll it's take it home. We'll take it home and edit it. We cut it up. Okay, so this is fun with it. Yeah, yeah, so we just roll with it. All right. Okay. Then we got video. All right. So, That's just right. Um, like a today um, technology, we've got, you know, an iPhone, iPad. They have all sorts of crazy apps you can quickly start composing something on. Is there a piece of gear you go to? Uh, when you're coming up with ideas or writing? My head mostly. I mean, it's, um, like I say, I, I don't have an iPhone. I got a little Nokia shit piece from 2002. I have an iPad to basically watch movies with my daughter. Okay. Um, you know, I find it very cumbersome because, you know, as I'm getting older, my, my vision isn't so good. So I have to dig out my reading glasses, you know, <laughs> where when I step in front of, uh, say, a Quark MS-20, I just have the knobs. I know the thing... I see it. It works, you know. You so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a very tactile person and, and not very good with small things on small screens. I understand. Mini keyboards with mini cables and plugs, yeah. you know. I, I mean, I, of course, I tried, like, this or that kind of music app on, on the iPad, but I find it rather unsatisfactory because it's just cumbersome. Yeah. So you mentioned you have a daughter? Is she, yeah, she, yeah. She lives in Ham. She's in Hamburg now. Yeah, she, she lives, on the road with you. Oh, she's with us here. Oh, she is. Yeah, yeah. that's she's, awesome. She's probably uh, at the ice skating rink right now. Oh yeah, or nice. Somewhere. Does she always go on the road with you? Yeah, yeah. She's been with us since she was born. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah. How old is she? If you don't she's uh, seven and a half now. Oh yeah. Yep. Is she just, starting to dig what dad does? She loves everything. I mean, you know, everybody's her friend. Yeah. She knows these guys since, you know, since she can remember. They're like family. Yeah, she learned how to walk on a on a moving tour bus. Yeah, just going from one bench to the other. <laughs> well, that's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, and that can be hard for me. <laughs> well, you know, tour was, bus. at first it was really I was very concerned about it because mm. I didn't think like kids should be exposed to life on the road. But I don't have anyone that I can leave her with. Yeah. And besides that, I wouldn't want to be without her for like six weeks or uh, not nuts. even for like two days. You know, that's what I mean. So yeah, we worked around. We. For, for some time, we got two tour buses. One was a quiet one with mm-hmm. just a few people on it. Back lounge was converted into some kitty room, you know, with a big safe bed. And That's awesome. And, uh-huh. and uh, now that she's older, she, we don't need that anymore. She yeah. sleeps in her own bunk, and, you know, she's totally used to life on the road. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's like. So what does she think about this heat? Is she like, I want to go back home now? <laughs> no, she loves it. This is this is her summer vacation. I mean, yeah. I said to her, "What should we do? You know, the only time really that we can do it 
yeah. conveniently would be during your vacation. Yeah. It's like, let's do it. Does she have a <laughs> chance to soak in, like, local attractions and Every day, culture yeah, yeah. stuff? Yeah, she's with a, we have a good friend that is her nanny. Uh-huh. And the nanny has a 12-year-old daughter, so those two are, like, the team already. Uh-huh. And every day there's a plan. They go to the, the zoo or, the, like I said, the ice skating rink today. And That's awesome. It's always a program. And, yeah. You know, a lot That's pretty rad. around her schedule. So, you know, I make a lot of free time, hang out on the bus with her. Yeah. That's we, way cool. We talk cool. German so she doesn't lose her German. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is she, is she bilingual? Though? Is she yeah, totally. English? Yeah. So the first language she spoke was, uh, was uh, English because her mom, Lucia, speaks English with her and I tried the, the German speaking mm-hmm. but I just sort of you know, I fell on deaf ears just like blank stare <laughs> mama what's the guy saying <laughs> and as soon as she hit kindergarten it was in a week she yeah. was on like German That's, man to see the evolution of you guys uh, I had a question about maybe what you as Sasha would tell 21 year old Sasha back in the day what advice would you give yourself back in the day Myself, huh? Right. Yeah, I often think about that. Um, uh, I would probably just say, you know, just cool it a bit more. Don't be so hard on yourself. Right. Uh, don't do so many drugs at a time. <laughs> Sp- <laughs> you know? Spread it out. Spread it out. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> slow down a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Slow down. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happier now than I was when I was 21, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like life was kind of it seemed like it could end at every given moment right um had you asked me then if i would ever turn or live to see my 28th birthday i would probably said no yeah but uh you know now i'm twice that age so fuck it right <laughs> well you look great uh another question i got kind of on the same uh as far as like what the difference is between back in the day and now is you have social media everywhere what, how has that affected KMFDM and the way you interact with the fans of your band? And, and well, I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, a late arrival at all the social media stuff. Um, that that has to do with the way that the whole KMFDM you know headquarters was run. I had a couple of uh, friends that were kind enough to really uh, run the operation very smoothly out of uh, Houston, Texas, for many years. Mm-hmm. And um, then it just became a thing where, you know, the the turnaround, the returns weren't, like, working out anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to really organize everything myself Mm -hmm. and and restart the thing. And that's when I jumped on the the Facebook kind of thing. Um, And um, I don't know. I mean, it it just seems like myself running it brought the the likes or whatever the measures are that you count that with. Uh, brought it up from like three thousand to over a hundred thousand in just like about three months. You know, yeah, that's which, really which cool. goes to show that you know, people want to you know they don't want to talk to someone that blurts out kind of news or, or you know tidbits of information, but they want to see wanna the see the real deal yeah. kind of, yeah, and that works out good. Yeah, ninety five percent of the time, it's a publicist that's running you know the social media accounts, so it is cool being able to interact with. Yeah, I'm seeing it especially on this tour. We got to bunch of uh, you know people that are posting like the guys from tune speak they're, they're holding these contests right. and some of the venues have wow. 
Holy that just happened. Fuck. I think something. <laughs> oh, I think God. Uh, someone just said a, tac- a tactical nuclear bomb off in the uh, music venue. Hairs on wow, my arms that, are standing straight. That affected me. Like. <laughs> Speaking of the drugs. Wow. Holy shit. I know you guys are loud, but good grief. <laughs> That's not even us. I don't know anyone there. Yeah. Oh, that's Chant. All right. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. So. So I had a question about the music. The What is the funnest song right now for KMFDM to, for you to do? What is the funnest KMFDM right now on this song tour. to do right now on this tour? Um, I don't know. I like them all, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a hard time coming down with the set list because we wanted to um, reincorporate some of the older stuff. And um, having 200 plus songs to choose from is kind of hard. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like them all, really. Yeah. Well, you got, it looks like you're doing 23 tunes on your set list on a, on a regular That's basis amazing. this tour. There's that, about over 20 songs, yeah. That's some. a good night. Do you want to take a break at some point, like in the middle of the set, and like, hey, I need to get some water? <laughs> well, there's this one one song, Animal Out, where I really like to smoke a cigarette. That's mm-hmm. about halfway in the set. Uh-huh. And uh, some venues let me. Some go like, no, you can't do it. You know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of split up nicely between this, the songs that Lucia is kind of leading on, mm-hmm. and, you know, I get to kick back a little bit. And um, it works out good. I mean... You know, I love every moment of it. Yeah. You've had, you, as we said earlier, last year was your 30th anniversary. Um, you guys have, in 30 years, what, 19 albums? Something like that. And you've been with this band for, since 2003, this makeup? With this love. outfit, we're touring since uh, 2002. 2002. Yeah, since, since Attack. Is there, is, is there a certain era... Of KMFDM that you love or you look back on and like, man, that was my favorite era. Those were the good times. Or in KMFDM, or is it now? Are you no? Still it's it's now. Up? I mean, you know the the. I mean, honestly, like there was a time where things were really great. It was like when uh, when Ministry had invited us to, to open for them in eighty nine ninety, and I felt like you know this is really exciting. There's a lot of shit happening here. That's it's going to be really good. And um, basically, after the ministry tour, I just returned to Hamburg, sold my shit, and moved to Chicago, you know. And that was really exciting. And then it just happened over the next four or five years, between 91 maybe and 96, that the, the atmosphere in the band like got really sour to the point that, you know, I had my own tour bus because I couldn't stand the other guys. They couldn't stand me. And, um, you know, we blew a shitload of money just on basically separating ourselves from one another. And, and that wasn't good. And I thought the, uh, the material that we recorded really suffered from it, too. Um, and then at some point I was just like, guys, look, we, we must call it quits. It doesn't work like that, you know. I can't stand to be around you. You can't stand to be around me. So fuck it, you know. Yeah. And um, I'm very happy with the result of, like, hiatus and then meeting Jules and Andy and Steve which were basically the band for Pig and they all moved out to uh, Seattle at the time and we had some really good years together 
barbecuing basically every day, you know. Awesome. Um, Where it became more of a brotherhood than a band. Yeah, pretty much. A family. And then, you know, I decided, and Lucia decided to move to Germany, so now it's like a new dynamic. We don't get to see everyone every day, you know. So we make the most of the time we have and really sort of shoot the shit and hang out, and it's very good. That's really cool. Sasha, in, in this country, in, in the U.S., you guys are pretty much, cons- actually internationally, you guys are kind of considered uh, one of the forefathers of industrial music. How does that make you feel when you hear that? In, in, in the well, it's not, really, that? it's not really true. I mean, industrial music is, is not what we do. Industrial music has a, a time in history. Mm-hmm. I would say it's Robin Gristle and, mm-hmm. you know, Einstein and and that's industrial music. But regardless of that, I mean, the, the term industrial guitars, electronic stuff, we weren't really the inventors of it. I mean, Ministry was doing it, Skinny Puppy was doing it to some degree. You know, we just came from Germany and we, had, we brought a different, a different twist to it, really. Um, interestingly enough, I just realized the other day that we were the only German band signed by Waxtrax ever. Wow. Yeah. Really? There's a lot of Belgian bands, a couple of British. But no German. Yeah. But no yeah, one, one Italian band, I guess. Pankow. Yeah. Yeah, huh. weird. Never thought about that. <laughs> well, now you know. That is crazy. So what's, the, what's really funny? Back to the sorry, yeah, back to ahead. the IRS kind of story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, the letters that were sent out, they didn't bear our actual names, but our stage names, like not like Andrew John Selway, as he would yeah. be known to the government, yeah. but Andy and Stiz, you know. <laughs> so. Uh, Do they have? So I any? figured they went. They just went to our Facebook page, and Copy. they they read, you know, uh, hometown, Mega City One, Antarctica, and a woman must have probably thought, "God damn, that's not American." <laughs> Send them these letters, you know. Yeah. Well, do so. they have any legal ground then? If they just send no, no, none whatsoever. <laughs> none whatsoever. Um, talking about, you kind of hit on it there for a minute. Uh, the dark period, and then when the band kind of broke up, and then. Out of nowhere comes MDFMK, right? And uh, you released one album um, under that moniker. Um, any of those songs gonna see the day live again? Maybe in the set list or? Well, the whole MDFMK thing was um, kind of like um, an idea that I had with uh, Tim Scold. Uh huh. He had come into the fold like in around 2007. No, no, sorry, 1997. 1997 and him and I just really kind of hit it off we seemed to have a good way to work together and potentially he was he was even like maybe the accelerator of this kind of split that happened because all of a sudden I realized hey there's one guy I really like to work with um, but all the other guys hate him and they hate me so (laughs) So, and I started KMFDM so yeah of course I take KMFDM wherever I want it right I mean everybody got paid all the time everybody just came to me you know if you want me to record for you if you want me to tour for you pay me I was always the guy that shelled out the money took all the risk so I didn't see any reason to you know not take that name with me and for times just for for gaining time so to speak to do something that is not KMFDM I just reversed the name and signed with a major as I said I would never do (laughs) and uh that financed my divorce. That was very nice. Thank you, EMI Music. Thank you, Universal. 
and uh, <laughs> for the legal help. <laughs> divorce sponsored by EMI Universal. Yeah. And, you know, and then Tim went on, uh, got this offer to be with Marilyn Manson, uh-huh. which for him was, you know, a logical continuation on his way to uh, stardom. Um, something that he was always quite fond of or interested in, rather, which doesn't really matter to me at all. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I don't give a shit. You know? I, I would hate to be famous. I would hate to be recognized in the street. So, yeah, everybody went their own ways. And then I hooked up with the boys from England, and we, we started KMFDM. And it, it was a great decision. But really you, good. you and Tim still collaborate a little we bit. Did a, there, we did right? an album like about, what, 2008, yeah. seven, seven years ago. But I haven't, I haven't really heard lately from him. I don't know what he's up to. Oh, okay. He seems to have um, kind of vanished a little bit. I don't know. But that's cool, you know. I mean, you know how it is. Like, when you have really good friends, you don't have to see them for 20 years. You just sort of reconnect in an instant. Snap yeah, right there. Well, you go back to that brotherhood family thing. You just, you know, when you see someone. Yeah. Really cool. Well, this has been great. We really appreciate your time today. Are we? My uh, pleasure, absolutely. There was one more question I did have, real quick. The artwork, yeah, and hooking up with Brute, uh, Aiden Hodges. How did that come about? Because he's been there since. Yeah, that's that's a good story, actually. One, and there's not a whole lot known about Brute. Uh, there's he's you know he's put out books and publications here. He's like most artists, he does his thing and. I got to get a little more long-winded to really make the story good, right? Okay. So it was like this. I was standing in a bar in Germany talking to a guy that came from East Germany, and he was recognizable by his accent. So, you know, I was just talking to him to hear him speak because it's a funny accent. It's like funny. It's like Texans going to California. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for bands, you know. I'm looking for bands that make unusual music. I'm like, what? So you have a label or something? He's like, yeah, I, I have a label. I'm like, well, I have unusual music. And I give him a cassette that we had just recorded that day. And so we talked over the next couple of days. And he said, okay, you know, I can facilitate your stuff to be made into a vinyl album. I was like, this is great. It's pretty awesome. And who's going to pay for it? He said, I'll pay for it. I was like, good, very good. So we pressed this album. had a thousand copies in the trunk of my car. And I drove from record store to record store in Hamburg. It's like, hey, do you guys want to buy a couple of copies of this record? And people were like, nah, not really. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I tried to give some away, but I still had about 980 copies left. And then I drove to England, and I looked in the phone book, record labels. And I went to Mute, I went to 4AD, I went to Beggar's Banker, you name them. I spoke to a lot of receptionists, and I handed over a lot of records to be given to people like Daniel Miller from you or whatever. So, back in Hamburg, maybe three, four weeks later, I get a postcard from England. Some guy says, um, do you have a telephone number? So I'm like, uh, yes, I have a telephone number. I wrote him a postcard back. Very odd. So then, out of the blue, this guy phones me. I barely understand a word he's saying because he speaks with this really thick Liverpool accent. But it turns out, he has a record label. He was in London, he was talking to someone at Mute, and on his way out, he saw the receptionist dump a record into the dumpster. And oh. he picked it up, looked at it, and it was the KMFDM record. He liked it, he wanted to re-release it for the UK, and he wanted to do different artwork on it. 
So we hooked up back in London, and it was Aiden. So I met Aiden. He had this piece of artwork, and I was like, this looks fucking great. You know, let's do it. So not only did the guy facilitate meeting and hooking up with Aiden, but he then licensed the record to Waxtrax. And then about a year later, I got a phone call from Waxtrax in Chicago asking if we wanted to open for ministry. I'm like, what? Like, what? A tour? Like, we go on tour in America? How? You know, who would pay for it? It's like, they were like, well, you got to figure that out. You know? So first I went and bought a ministry record. And it was with sympathy. I was like, this is a really shit band. But hey, you know, <laughs> hey, man, I mean, we can go on tour in America. That could be really cool. So I went to my bank and I talked to my bank manager and I said, look, I just got this offer to tour in America, but I need money to buy plane tickets. And he said, you know, surprisingly, he said, okay, I'll give you 10,000 or whatever Deutschmarks for the duration of three months, but you have to pay me back. You have to pay interest on it. It's like, great. I bought tickets. We arrived in Chicago. It was dead of winter, freezing fucking cold. First rehearsal we go to, there's ministry. Two drum kits, five guitarists, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's like, all right, this turns out pretty good. Then I talked to the guys at Wax Tracks, and they were like, hey, we want to sign KMFDM. And I was like, sign KMFDM? Haven't even heard us yet. Oh, yeah, we, we've sold like about 80,000 copies of these two albums that we have licensed. You know, like 80,000 copies? Oh, man, there must Damn. be some royalties for that. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we opened a bank account for you. you know? I'm like, can I have $500? They're like, this $79,000 right there for you? What the Bam. fuck? <laughs> I'm staying here, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was the story. I mean, so you he- know, without a shitload of luck and pure coincidence... And just really good juju happening somehow. We wouldn't be sitting here talking. I would be in Hamburg, probably dead or some (laughs) dental assistant or some shit. (laughs) Isn't that how the music industry goes, though? I mean, so much luck plays into it. Totally. Tons. Tons of luck. Well, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Yeah, it was good fun. And uh, we look forward to seeing you tonight. Yeah, you are. You're obviously on the list. That's all taken care of. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know what she took care of with you. Well, who who hooked us up? Uh, our publicist, um, Violet Sparks. Oh, she emailed me. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. And then I emailed you this morning. So give me your names and we'll take it. Okay, okay. Cool. we can do that. We will stop this here.
show yeah well, that was good it's very intense are we going to um now, uh, are we going to stay positive or are we going to i am being now? positive dolls. oh shit wait oh, we're yeah. in the oh that's not the jet no where is it other side Ten hours at Gas Monkey. Yeah. Live. Yep. Or Gas Monkey Bar and Grill. Ten hours. And we do it for the listener. We do do it for the listener. Like, we do this all for you. Yeah. 
Eh, really just for us because we had fun today. I played Mortal Kombat yeah. one time on my phone. It did not feel like we were there for 10 hours. No, it didn't. Not at all. And we got there, had to sit around, wait a little bit, which is no big deal. Yep. Uh, Sasha was asleep. And then we set up, we hung out, we got to watch them play around, we screwed with some of the guys that worked there. Well, tell them why Sasha was asleep about the big day that they had out in El Paso. Didn't they apparently it's tradition. They did that in the interview, didn't they? They talked about that. Barbecue and go-karts. Yeah, and it's like their stop that they do. Whoa. Like, whoa, what the fuck? Whoa, that's not a yield and or nothing. JJTM. That guy uh, nearly accident? died. Fuck. Could have. At least got in an accident. What? How Pretty come every smart. time we're driving home that from a show, we witness that? Especially in Dallas. Like, no one knows how to drive. Uh, okay, anyway. Maybe they just came for the gas monkey, too. They're probably drunk. Uh, yeah. I think that's a fair assumption. Speaking of, oh, shit. did you see the definition of drunk Mexican that was right in front, of, in front of us with the Texas Ranger hat on? I did. I saw that guy, too. Did you see the definition of domestic violence happening in front of us? I did. Yeah. I, I saw a woman get punched in the titty. Punched in the titty. giant titty. Like, he yeah. flattened it and then slammed her against the wall. And she had a steadfast shirt on. She did have a steadfast shirt on. Not the steadfast that you are not and I are. Well, we don't have to talk well, about that. Hey, you know, that... It could have been. You never know. Someone could have made merch that we didn't know about. Unauthorized merch. Yeah, because y'all, y'all never used that font ever. Yeah. No. That was that was douche knuckle font. Affliction. Affliction, Affliction font. font. It was a steadfast Affliction shirt. All right, so the show went Hardy. like this. We knew there was going to be sound problems. We placed bets on there being sound problems, but not as bad as it, it first not started. Not like out. what we thought. The first song was completely ridiculous. Money. Then, one of my favorite songs, Light, if not my absolute favorite song, was second, and it was still jacked up. Not, wait, wait, wait. Not because of the band, though. No, no, no. It was the like sound sure. guy, because right. the band was on. Yeah, it was a mix. Sound mix. I think what happened was, something happened right before they went on, and the guy lost his whole mix from sound from uh, the sound check. Because they had a false start. And something... They, they couldn't figure it out, and then the sound guy went back there, said go too early, and then he was panic, in panic mode. Which, first off, I don't think your tour manager should also be your sound guy, and when you're in a venue like that, you let, should let them do your sound. Yeah, exactly. Just worry about lights and swing sweat set contraptions. What threw me the most about the first song right, right whenever all the instruments kicked in, all he could hear was the fucking digital samples, and it was like way blazingly louder than everything else. Can you hear the guitar, drums, or vocals? But by the end of the song, they finally got it, got it all right. So You're right, Thomas. Good. You're right. You're always right, Thomas. That's just my take. What did you guys think? No, you were... That's, that's right. pretty much okay. the guy was... Ju- the, that was like, pretty much the... It was the pretty he was juggling for the first, I would say, four songs. Man, and he looked panicked, because where our little treehouse was in the... Yeah, area. Yep. AKA uh, the Black Lodge. All three of us can uh, pull out the brag badge because we were in the VIP area. Well, the thing yep. that I found out later, though, is we didn't even use it to its fullest extent. I know, because we could have gotten on stage. Yes. You didn't use Oh, yeah. I didn't find that out until about uh, tw- 20, uh, 17 songs into the KMFDM set. I finally asked somebody, what's, what's this blue thing? Where do? can we go? What all do we get access to? Yeah. The apartment upstairs? Yeah. 
us. That's what Sasha said. I like how Sasha told us before the show that I don't sing. That, that's for her. She sings. <laughs> I just make a bunch of noises. <laughs> I don't think he had that accent. Well, yeah, he had the German accent. The fan, I know. See, here's what's going to happen. Our fans are going to be disappointed because I didn't get to ask my resurgence question. You didn't talk about the resurgence, but off microphone, once we stop recording, you yeah, well, hit the dirt conversation. I did hit the dirt. He had no idea what you were talking about. And he said he only watches football, which meant soccer. Which, aren't they both from Hamburg? Which brought up... Isn't dirt from Hamburg? I don't... Outside of Hamburg, I think. Well, then, I also missed my hamburger question. You did not ask the hamburger hamburger question. No, I didn't ask the hamburger question if they're... If they make good hamburgers in Hamburg. But soccer talk led to EPL talk... Because he's got a bunch of Brits in his band, which led to World War II talk, which launched into Sasha dropping World War II bombs on us. And we we're like, oh, Whoa, this, we, we, to this? We, we can talk about this now? Which is funny, which is funny because <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it was a standing joke that he had with the guitarist who is a Liverpool, what did, did he say Liverpool guy or, I don't know, I something about him. But anyway, he's talking about how they jokingly refer to World War Two, and then when Germany wins the World Cup, it's like Germany won. The guitarist goes, uh, first World War Two. Now this, yeah, <laughs> which is genius by the guitarist. Pretty genius. So, I started thinking after he said that, would our grandparents approve of us going to that show? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. You sure? My my grandfather's no longer here. I don't know. I have a permission slip. Oh, oh, you got permission? I got permission. Which, speaking of old folks that are no longer here with us, and young folks, it seems that we've carried on a JJTM tradition tonight of going to a concert and someone dying while we're at the concert. Like a celebrity? A celebrity. specifically celebrity. Which was Whitney Houston's daughter. She passed. Bobby Christina Brown. Yep. Bobby Christina Brown. Brown finally died. Wait, wait, she whoa, whoa. Why would you of, say finally? Well, she's, she's been, been in coma, coma for like yeah, six months. months. Okay, yeah. so you were in the Deadpool or something on her or something? And so no, now she finally that. died? I lost that like five months ago. Um, she'd been on my list. Is it too early? No. Obviously not for us. No. Not if you commit suicide, it's not. Suicide's fully open. She didn't. Oh, is that what they're saying? Well, she pilled herself, and she tried to kill herself in the same way her mom did, and they recovered her, and but she was still in a coma. So they cleared the boyfriend? That's what I've heard. Well, I didn't know that you were tight with the Brown Camp. I don't read Us Weekly that much. There are people. What does this have to do with KMFTM? <laughs> it doesn't. No, it was just yeah, the tradition it. of a celebrity dying while we're at a show. Like, we looked down at our phone, and it's like, oh, look, someone did. So... Tomorrow night, look out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Celebrities, watch out. You're on You're on watch. <laughs> you got to try and get her. There's a celebrity on the death now. warning when we go to Faith No More in, I don't know, what is it? We're going in 4, 12, uh, is it, um, 16 hours. Right. 16 hours. So, the show. Uh-huh. I didn't know... That number one, I didn't know that Sasha's wife 
was in the band. Was the other singer, yeah. Was the other singer, and her name escapes me at this point. Lucia. 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 But her body never will escape me. That's cool. We're in the circle of trust. We're in the SUV of trust, right? The trust tree. But, uh... (laughs) SUV of trust. The exterior of trust. Yeah, the exterior of trust. I had no idea she was as smoking as she is. She's... Every time I've seen her, she's been gorgeous. And the way she dances and... Oh! I got a picture of her wrapped Mm. around me that's so weird. And, like, I've looked at the picture... Mm. I looked at the picture today when I was digging out the old pictures of when I, uh, me and John you have Lewis a hung of her? out with him. Yeah, it's a picture of her like wrapped around me, and it how like pop weird. <laughs> yeah, she's in this. Uh, one of them, she's in a latex cat suit, and uh, the other one, she's just hanging out. And she she's American. She's from America. Yeah, she's from New York. New York. New York. Yeah. yeah. Very cute woman. Extremely cute. Speaking of women in latex condoms, why don't you guys tell them who we saw today? What? What the fuck are you talking in the about? The audience? Who I had? Who I took pictures of? Latex condoms? No costumes. Damn it! I didn't say you condoms. You said condoms. No. He costumes. said condoms, didn't he? I don't know. What in the good goddamn are you talking about? The people. The, the guy dressed up as Batman and his girlfriend is Catwoman. Okay, oh. you just told him. Wow, that's a long way around to get to that. Well, but yeah, Batman was there. Which I told security, hey, take the night off, guys. Batman's here. This guy just rode up on my ass. It would have been funny if he just rear-ended me while During we're driving. Podcast? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm doing the speed limit, and he flew up on my ass, and then he was fighting with that other car. So, there was one of the, my favorite songs, Brainwash. Uh, Brainwash was awesome. And then the, uh, oh, it's a fucking chink chick. Whoa! Uh, five, three, two, four, three, two, and one. Uh, Brainwash. That was one of my favorite songs that they did. There was another one. The 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 encore that they did, nut like from beginning to end was was awesome. They rolled through. Uh, uh, they did uh, Adios and Godlike were the last two songs. I can't remember what the one was before it. It was a newer song. So, the, uh, I had my eye out on one dude the whole night. That you were going to hit on? Yes. No. Invite back to the house? For no. For some hot chocolate and tea? No. And Bill Cosby rape kit? I think this man had a uh, mass murder planned. Oh, the guy standing got... next to, the guy you were really watching who made yeah. us start calculating exits. Yes. I yes. was, I was looking at exit routes and... Where I would take cover. So there's a a lot of creeps at a KMFDM show. Well, that's the industrial crowd because you always see uh, boots up to mid calf. Yeah, military boots and fishnets for females. And a lot of belt buckles all over the place. A lot of spikes, a lot of metal. You know how you you know how when you go to a a sword show, you know you're going to see a lot of denim. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know you're going to see a lot of belt buckles at a KMFD and shit. Latex. You're going to see a lot of latex. Yeah. And belt buckles. I think there's more latex there than there was at Skinny Puppy. Yeah. So, anyway, that oh guy my. that guy made me very nervous. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, but, turns out, he was harmless. He was... He was a good guy. I thought he was Columbine Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, my God. God. 
Or you guys remember seeing that like chick that was wearing those really skinny jeans and they were bagging on her? Like right before we went in, she had green hair. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, what happened to her? Shit, I don't know. You were supposed to keep track of her. I thought you put a homing dart on her. She probably blew away in the wind. That chick looked like she was like flew in from Ethiopia and Susan Susan Summers hadn't been feeding her and she came to a KMFDM show straight from the plane. That girl, I haven't seen a girl that skinny in a long time. There she, was definite anorexia and throwing up going on in that. I, yeah. She probably did some drugs. I'd say I'd say she probably test negative. Or, no, wait. Positive. That's really scary. Positive for drugs? Yeah. Yeah. What are, why are we talking about her? I don't know. Because you guys are talking about the kind of people that are in the crowd. I brought her up. <laughs> then there were a lot of very large people there. Yeah. Which was weird. Like, large and gothed out and in latex and yeah. outfits like... I don't think... Like, there were a couple... I don't think they'd fit in this Xterra. How, man, how are they going to get out? Like, this is Texas. And it was a good 105 degrees today. Yeah. Those those fat people have to take that stuff off at some point. How do you... What get, kind of mess is that? How do you get into some of that stuff when you're that big? I really don't know. They probably have help. With this craft beer craze, I am... Uh, what? Oh. Go ahead. Stop fucking with Ravens. I was trying to lay out. Oh, you were? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Never mind. I had a joke worked up, but it had to do with craft beer and me drinking it on the way to that size. <laughs> I have games. A little bit of poundage since craft beer has gone wide open here. I, man, I like how our our first question when they give us gave us these uh, bracelets to get where we were going... How much do we get to drink? Do, how much? How much off? Like, is there a discount on the alcohol? Free drinks. Where free? Are, the are we good here? Do we? Do we get a bottle of gin? Yeah. Oh, we're not, we haven't even talked about the opening. Yeah, yeah. Let's either. do that. Let's wrap up the show. We're almost home. Okay. Opening bands. First, you have Bit Rock. Awful. Out. Awful. Done. Fucking awful. What'd you think of them, Thomas? <laughs> their song. I think you just said abortion. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? The shit that was on the screen. The live birthing. And, God. The fucking demented animations are going along with it. And their lyrics are fucking stupid, too. It's like they're on a, like, second or third grade level. Why are you being silent? <laughs> I thought... I thought they were terrible. Like... We thought, well, we were fooled. That was shit. We like, thought, those are lyrics that we wrote when we were just discovering sex. You didn't like, you uh, like hooker mouthwash? No, I didn't like that. There's, You don't need a song about hooker mouthwash? Give me the hanger. It's time for abortion. Um, what's What was the last one they closed with? I think it was hooker they mouthwash, opened with, wasn't it? I'm yeah. going to fuck you and throw you away. Yeah. yeah, that last song had like that Asian chick that was being yeah. like it was an Asian snuff porn we were yeah. watching up there. That I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. That was that might be in the top five of worst bands I've ever seen. Oh come on, they would have been a little bit more bearable had it been been for those fucking disturbing. I ass think I mean it's going not going to take the place. Dustin's Dead Fest or <laughs> Confounded, but Dustin's it's up there. Dustin's. Fuck you. Uh, 
problem was he was fooled by the name. We thought there was going to be... Oh, I wanted... 8-bit... Yeah. ...material. I and, wanted glitch. I wanted... Yeah, yeah. ...chip tones. I wanted fun chip stuff. tones. With the name of Bit Rot, you expect crazy glitch beats. And it was just three dudes up there singing... Or four dudes up there singing about rape and blood and abortions. And it was disgusting. Yep. At the new layout word? Abortion. <laughs> what are you doing, Snubs? <laughs> All right. Here's my deal. I was jealous. Jealous of what? Because every member in that band had probably the easiest rock and roll job I've ever seen in my life. The drummer played snare, kick, cymbals. Snare, kick, snimbles. Like, snimbles. Snimbles, yeah. Snimbles. Over and over again, the same pattern. Man, I could have played drums for those guys. The guitars... Now, those, it sounded like, did they hit any other chords besides the drop D? Like, no. did they play on the neck at all? I don't think the guy ever used the know. neck. I don't think he ever came up and fingered any frets. I think it was all just... They didn't yeah. hold my interest enough to even care. And the singer reminded me of, like, he was, it seemed like he was trying to be Marilyn Manson. Okay, that's what I'm tired of. Industrial music, I'm tired of everybody having Hanging three on compressors, stuff. then a harmonizer, and then three more compressors, because Al Jurgensen did that, and now we all gotta sound like we're watered down, and we all sound like this, and it's weird, it, it, well, the, the second band, Chant, or, uh, Chant, right? Yeah. Is that what they were called? I, I think so. The guy that had a skateboard wheel on his neck in case his... It was a rollerblade wheel, I think. In case a wheel popped off while he was skating, he could quickly switch one out. They're from Austin. I think that's them. Uh, I think they stole on the side of 183. I want to go see if they need any That's help. a band from Austin that I've never heard of. Now, but... And I didn't know there was an industrial movement down in Austin. But his vocals wasn't what you're saying, though. The guy switched it up on the vocals. He whisper-talked. And a lot. It, it was still whisper talked into compression, no harmonization, but he still had it there where he had that little bit of wobble. Yeah. Just a hair bit, but yeah. Man, I hate to bag on bands that are local and stuff. Or, or regional. Oh. But man, that's a waste. That band was a waste of three drummers. Yeah. yeah. There were three beasts and yeah, some They all played drums. Playing drums. Yeah, once. that was totally weird. It was like... There's three bands out there that need drummers. And they they could easily help these guys out. But no, they, they are in they a band together. They to do this, and then they... I don't know. Look at Chant. One of them's from... Uh, the lead singer said he was from Denton. Yeah, there was a lot of... They were outside uh, in the smoking area talking to a lot of people. Uh, that's, that's why I don't really want to bag on them, because I don't want them to... I don't give a shit. Yeah. Overall, when you're bad, I, you're bad. Yeah, overall, I just didn't like them. I thought some of the their uh, vocals were catchy, some of them, but not You enough. don't want to talk bad about Chant, but last week, you can tell Joey Kramer to fuck off. Well, Jay, Joey Kramer uh, lives in Austin, personally insulted oh, one, of, our one of my friends, okay. so I can tell him to fuck off. In fact, hey, Joey, fuck off. What about the whiskey garden? What about it? Or at least the bouncing staff there? What, what do you think of that place? I think I've expressed myself the last three shows about that place. You should see the text. 
and messages I've got for me for me no oh from both of us from everybody going right yeah, on that show and we're like like just high fives yeah 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 I yeah. got one the other day I'm not gonna say who any of these are from so y'all are all protected don't worry but it just said what's for me whiskey garden high five <laughs> well we kind of call it like we see it at times but yeah, those opening bands I was severely disappointed in. And it was kind of funny. I got the feeling that Sasha didn't even know who they were. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, he was like, some those of the stuff not he us. Said. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> so, this was my first time to see KMFDM. What'd you think? Uh, man, I want to see him again, for sure. Uh, I'd like to go see him over in Germany. That'd be great. Maybe when they have a real sound guy. Exact. That's what. I, that's what I was getting to. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah. Sasha is a complete cool radical dude that is, led, really that is. was impressed me uh, tenfold, and I I hope that the tour shapes up and they and they sell a bunch of tickets and a bunch of merch and and uh, it helps him out because he's not happy with the U.S. government. What do you think, <laughs> Thomas? I think the show was incredible. I really do. <clears throat> All right. I, I like the <laughs> the lights were the lights were really really well done too. They were pretty. Did you like the lights? They were pretty. The lights, yeah. The light, the light. It was a festival of lights. Thomas, do you like websites? Where the hell did that come from? That do you was like totally movies? Out of left field. Uh, hey, uh, hey! I do want to take the time right now like to tell do you Thomas. Like Korean banks. Thank you for coming with us and running the uh, camera, yes. the GoPros, yeah. and yes. helping us Thank out you, tonight. Thomas. Yes, thank you for coming tonight. We thought, we thought Dale Hansen was going to help us. He, uh, he got really offended with us. And he was busy with Clarice Tinsley. Hey, hey, I'm just glad that yeah. Sasha and Jules didn't give me weird looks for sitting so close to them with the damn GoPro cameras. <laughs> no, that's why Jules put his sunglasses on. They both had their sunglasses so on. What are you Dale Hansen about? was busy with Clarice Tinsley's clam wallet. Squishy mittens. Good night. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's really so seasonally. Hold on. Before we go, what? I want to say, I'm Dustin from the Jerry Jonestown Massacre. Hey, I'm Matt from the Jerry Jonestown Massacre. And I'm Matt Thomas, RoboTuner. Wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, you're going to do this shit again? Hold on. Who invited this guy? <laughs> Why are you here? We're trying to do our wrap-up of the KMFDM show we just went to. I've been with you guys all night. What am I fucking invisible? Do you think the GoPros are holding themselves up? Let's kill him. Can we hit him over the head? What? Stubbs, wait. Put, put that belt away. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>